Welcome to the On My Own Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Ash. Each week, you can follow me on my journey to become independent and hear amazing interviews with experts on health, productivity, and entrepreneurship. I'm 18 and am passionate about wellness and living a fulfilling life. I'm so excited to bring you along as I struggle, thrive, and learn from experiences I have when I'm on my own. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the On My Own podcast. Today I have Autumn here from She's Plant Based and we're going to talk about food combining and her health journey. She's super knowledgeable about all things health, so I'm really excited to talk to her and welcome to the show, Autumn. Hi, thank you for having me here. I'm super excited. I'm so excited too. Um, so the first thing I want to ask you about is how did your health journey begin and where did you, yeah, how did you get interested in what you're interested in now? Um, so I was like on and off, like plant-based vegan for, it was like two years. Um, and then my health really started to decline. I was just going through a lot of physical problems, um, a lot of digestion issues, acne, um, a lot of like physical body pain. I've been in a lot of accidents. So I had like a lot of inflammation in my body and also just struggling mentally. And I, tried so many different things. I went to doctors trying to just get answers for a lot of the issues that I had. Um, so I finally stuck with plant-based eating and it's really been like the only thing that has been able to like actually heal me physically and mentally. Um, so yeah, just trying it out with, you know, using as medicine and, um, yeah, for about four years now I've been plant-based yeah, that's really cool. I, I, um, I was vegan actually when I first started my Instagram account, but I fell into some bad things. And so I had to stop um, because of my parents. But I think that being plant-based is kind of sort of bashed on sometimes, but I think it actually is really magical. And I think a lot of people see a big difference from it. Um, but I know that beyond being plant-based, you food combine, right? So um, yes. I want to know why you do that because there's a lot of hate on food combining. It's yeah. like we were talking about before this started. And um, how do you start if you are interested in food combining? Um, so I started food combining um, last, I think it was about a year ago. It's yeah, about a year ago, a little over a year ago. That's when Kenzie Burke um, first, you know, was talking about food combining and she had her 21 day reset. And I was actually um, one of the first people to do it. I was following her for a while and, um, and she was posting a lot of people's results because I've struggled with digestion problems, even though like I've been plant-based and it like really helped with my digestion. I was still struggling. Um, I've struggled with IBS and stuff. So I was trying to like, you know, figure out a new way that can help me, something that's long-term sustainable instead of just like going to the doctors and having to like, you know, them tell me that there's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. Um, cause so many people struggle with their digestion. And so I kept seeing her post about the 21 day reset and I decided to try it out. I got her 21 day reset and within like, like the third day, like all of my digestion problems, like went away, I would go to bed almost every single night, super bloated and just like not feeling well. Um, and to just like kind of see that transformation happen within like a few days, I was like, wow, like this actually really works. 
Mm -hmm. um, and if you're new to food combining or you want to learn about it, in the beginning, it was definitely like really overwhelming and confusing to me. Um, but basically, like with food combining, if you're plant-based, you're already like food combining. The only thing that like you really would need to switch is doing fruit first in the morning or not having fruit at all. Um, and I think if like you're interested in, in doing it, I really suggest doing um, Kenzie's Burke 21 Day Reset if you want more of like a layout and a formal like introduction to uh, food combining. Um, and then I also have like a lot of graphs and stuff like on my website and stuff. Um, and like a lot of my recipes usually are um, follow food combining rules. Yeah, your recipes are awesome, and so are Kenzie's, but um, if the listeners don't know, basically what food combining is, is you have fruit in the morning because that digests the fastest, and it's all about going from like light to heavy, right? So you're eating protein with vegetables or starch with vegetables. You wouldn't combine a protein and starch, um, and on that note, you said that if you're plant-based, you're already food combining besides the fruit, so what are your thoughts on things like tofu and rice or um, like, I don't know, nuts and starch, like yeah. things that kind of confuse people when they first come to food combining. Yeah. So when I first started, I was a little confused about that too. Um, so basically plant protein, it is a protein and it also counts as a starch. But the reason why like people have like a harder time, um, you hear like a lot of people have a harder time like digesting things like tofu or like beans, um, like legumes and stuff, lentils, is because they are still high in protein. So I would suggest, you know, do have those things in moderation, um, but I feel like too much of it can kind of give you the reverse effect and really just like mess up your digestion. Um, so I think mixing it with a starch is completely okay, like doing like beans and rice, um, that totally works. Okay, awesome. Um, so yeah, it is really flexible if you go plant-based and you want a food combined. And fruit in the morning is just really great. Um, overall, even if you decide you want to eat fruit later, it's just good to jumpstart your digestion. Oh yeah, it's like my favorite. It sets my day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I actually tried to go off food combining a few days ago and I just missed my fruit and like my digestion was wacky. So I know. I know I actually since I've been food combining for like a year, I haven't had like fruit like as like a dessert in the longest time. And mainly because I just like having in the morning. I like the way it makes me feel and I noticed how much it was like affecting my digestion so much. Cause like you mentioned it digests the quickest within like 15 to 30 minutes. So when you do combine it, like after like a heavy dinner or stuff, it's going to really mess up your digestion system, digestive system. Yeah, it really does. Um, the only uh, fruit that I will eat like after dinner sometimes is banana because I heard from Kenzie and like some other people I follow that banana is okay, like at any time. So yeah. One yeah. Bananas are good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mainly because um, it's like a starchy um, fruit. So mm -hmm. Yeah, digest as quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what are your thoughts on carbs and protein? Because um, you mentioned that proteins like beans and stuff can mess with your digestion sometimes. And I know that you and I love carbs so much, but a lot of people are afraid of them. So, I want you to touch on like how much protein should we be, be getting, and um, do you focus on that? And what are your thoughts on carbs and like how much yeah. is too much? 
things like that. Um, so I basically, I eat intuitively. Um, I really try not to focus like on macros. Like I have like an idea in my head um, of like how many, car how much carbs I'm eating and like the protein that I'm getting in, but I really try not to put too much of an emphasis on it. Um, Cause there's a lot of things like plant proteins that I eat throughout the day, like spirulina and um, you know, quinoa and oats and all those things are already um, have like a good amount of protein in them. Um, but as far as carbs, I definitely like, I think diet culture, I was like, you know, before I started plant-based eating, um, diet culture really put like an emphasis, emphasis on carbs and gave them such a bad name. Um, and I definitely had that fear and going plant-based and seeing how many carbs people were eating, it really like freaked me out. Um, but as I've like, you know, been living this lifestyle and like doing tons of like self-research and stuff. Um, my body, A, has responded so well to eating more carbs. Um, you're just going to feel fuller and more satisfied. And I think what a lot of people don't know is that there's two different kinds of carbs. So like you have your simple carbs or the carbs that you really don't want to eat. Um, so those are going to be like the, like sugary cakes, cookies, um, you know, things of that nature. And then you have your complex carbs. So th those are the things going to be like... Um, oats, brown rice, um, potatoes. So eating complex carbs is very important. Um, our brain, you know, functions off of glucose. And when you eat those complex carbs, um, it transfers into glucose, which essentially is just going to give you more energy and you're going to feel better throughout your day. And you're also going to feel fuller. Um, so, so yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And I just want to say one thing is that technically fruit is a simple carb because I've gotten questions about this before um, when I mentioned complex carbs. So fruit is actually a simple carb, but it's a little bit different than, well, it's a lot different than like a simple carb in terms of a donut and a simple carb in ter terms of like a bowl of pineapple um, because the fruit still has some fiber in it. So it's still mm -hmm. going to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, since fruit has fiber, it just gives you, it's a different like reaction and like you said it slows down yeah when you um consume it um so about eating intuitively that's something that i struggle with and that a lot of people um who listen to my podcast struggle with so um how did you get into intuitive eating because i saw on your about page that before you had struggled with food a bit um and like how do you stop counting calories and all that things and sort of listen to your body yeah, um, I mean, it definitely, you know, in the beginning, it was really, really hard. I've struggled with disordered eating and restricting. Um, so, you know, my hunger cues were kind of just like out of whack for a little bit. And like in the beginning, like when I first went plant-based and started eating intuitively, I was definitely, um, you know, I struggled with overeating a lot because I wasn't used to eating a bunch. Um, and then now that like food was in my face, I kind of just like went on this like big indulgence. Um, but I think just after a while, after just like really practicing it and like really just trying to, you know, listen to your body and sit with your body and really try to feel what it wants, um, it will adjust. Um, but just some things that I really like to do is, is, you know, I, when I eat, you know, I don't have any distractions around me. I'm not on my phone. I'm not, you know, watching TV. I'm really just, you know, taking that time with my food and, um, just like checking in with my body and seeing how hungry I am. 
Um, and also kind of just like removing those pressures like that we like kind of grew up with because I feel like, you know, we went to school and you had to have breakfast right before school and you had to be hungry. And then like it was snack time and you had to be hungry at snack time. And then it was like lunchtime and you can only be hungry during that hour. And then like you got home and your parents made you eat all the food on your plate. Um, so we're just like so used to like having like a specific time we have to be hungry at and we should be eating all of our food. Um, and really just trying to like break those patterns. Um, you know, it was yeah. definitely a hard thing to do. But I think the more you practice it and the more um, in touch you get with your body, the lot easier it becomes. Yeah, definitely. And I think on the other hand, too, is like if you have been restricting, then it maybe you're hungry at like 2 p.m. for a snack. Like you're allowed to have that. And if you restrict yourself from having that then, um, then you're like just pushing off the inevitable. You're going to get hungry at some point in time and have to eat. Um, yeah. You're just going to end up overeating. So it's yeah. better to follow. Yeah, that's definitely a big thing too. Like, I feel like sometimes we're just like, oh, like I shouldn't eat right now. Like I should have a snack. Like I need to wait till later. But like the, like you said, like the more you push that off, like the more of a chance, you know, you're get that, that binge is going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um. So I think that, eating intuitively sort of tends to carry out throughout the rest of your lifestyle. Um, so I want to know what your exercise routine is and how you sort of integrate your intuition, I guess, into exercise and what you do. Yeah. Um, so I, right now, so I do yoga. I've been doing um, a lot of yoga through my yoga studio. Um, I go to raw yoga. They do live classes and stuff. Um, so yoga and Pilates like are my favorite. Um, I do um, a lot of like Melissa Woodhouse stuff. Um, I I, yeah, she's the best. Um, and then Callie Fuller and then my friend Danielle. Um, as far as like exercise go and like being intuitive, I feel like a lot of times I kind of like will fall out of things. Like I was running for like a really long time. And then just one day I was like, I don't feel like doing it. I was like running seven, eight miles a day. And then like a few weeks ago, I was like, I just, I don't find any joy in it. And, um, and before, like, I used to like push myself to do these workouts because it was more of like, oh, I should be doing this. This is good for my body. Instead of just like, well, what does my body really want? Um, and I really try to um, implement that practice when it comes to working out and just trying to like feel my body that day. Like maybe I don't want to do like an intense workout because I like to do high intensity as well. Um, maybe I should just even do like a 30 minute flow. Um, so yeah, I really just try to listen to my body when it comes to exercise. Yeah, that's so important. Um, I think that if you overly push yourself, it can turn into injury. And also if you like know that your body needs to exercise, but your brain wants to sit on the couch, like <laughs> it's also knowing when to push yourself to get up off the couch and like go work out because it's going to be sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. You said you were running. Um, so what are your thoughts on cardio now? And um, do you walk? Um, how did you even get up to running seven or eight miles? Yeah, so it's, it's funny. So I want to say like two years ago, um, 
I just really, I did not like running at all. I could barely like run a lap. And I'm just like the type of person, like if I tell myself I can't do something, like I want to do it even more. So I was like, I'm just going to like set this goal. I'm going to try and do it. Um, So I just started off small. I was running like a lap and then it would like kind of progress. And then I would, you know, run half of a mile, walk a little bit and then run another mile. Um, And it kind of just like became this routine. I was, you know, running, you know, three days out of the week and just really trying to like get my body to adjust and get used to it. Um, And then just like one day I was like, I had, I was running one time and I just like, I couldn't stop. And I ran like seven miles. And, you know, ever since then I've, I, I, I've been able to do that. And I think a lot of it is like a mind over matter game too. I feel like sometimes like when we put that in our head of like, we can't do something or that it's too hard, you're not going to succeed. And, um, you have to be your biggest cheerleader when it comes to running or just like anything in general. Um, you really need to push yourself and, you know, tell yourself you can do it because I feel like we underestimate our body a lot and our body's actually very, very intelligent. Um, we just have to believe in ourselves. That's so true. Yeah, Yeah, that's so true. I actually was recently watching a video where someone accidentally ran a marathon and I was like, wow, that's, yeah, she was just running and then all of a sudden she had run like 26 miles or something and she filmed a video about it. And I just thought that was so interesting because you're right. It is really like about your mind. Like obviously if your foot starts not functioning, don't, (laughs) but a lot of it is about thinking through your mind. Yeah. Wow. That's so crazy. It's so, I love hearing stories like that. Cause it's like, it's so true. And I feel like we doubt ourselves a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So I want to go, um, back to food combining for a little bit. Um, yeah. because, uh, some prominent people in YouTube like to bash on it a lot. So I just want to know, um, what's a common myth about food combining and can you debunk it? A common myth. Um, I think just a big thing that like it's, it's a hoax. It's not backed up by science and, you know, it isn't backed up by science. Um, but a lot of times I really think that, you know, you can't always go off of science. Um, with these things, it's an ancient Ayurvedic, you know, technique. It's been around for such a long time. Um, and, you know, in the Western culture, I think that we're, we need science to kind of like validate a lot of things. Um, whereas like in Eastern cultures, like food combining such a big thing and a lot of doctors practice it too. It's just a normal thing. And I feel like here it's not really recognized for what it should be. Um, and I think once you try it and once you like see the results and just like hearing other people, um, experiences like I feel like that is like enough evidence to even prove that it does work um but yeah I feel like there's just like a been a really big mat big bash of like people just saying that like it's not backed up by science so like it's not a real thing like it's just placebo effect which is like completely not even true <laughs> oh it's it's not because yeah. a lot of people go into it at least now not believing in it and like I tried it at first and I was like this isn't gonna work like this is dumb there's nothing to prove it um but then I tried it and it was amazing like it really does help um and I heard something recently that I really connected with um and it was basically that like if the science that we know now and if the medical 
things that we know now was working so well. Like we wouldn't have in obesity. I don't like like obesity epidemic. Um, and obesity is very different from like having a body type that's larger and talking about like morbidly obese. Yeah. Um, just to be sensitive on that topic, but, uh, yeah, we wouldn't have a lot of the health issues that we have now and it's obviously not working. So I don't know why people are still like leaning so heavily on scientific evidence when like I can find two different studies right now. One that proves that you only need to eat potatoes and the other one that says that like keto is the way to go. So it's, it's really not definitive. And someone could probably design a study to prove food combining correct, but it's just a matter of not being done yet. Yeah. Yeah. I know when it comes to nutrition, I feel like, like, yeah, like food combining works for me and it works for you. And like, maybe it might not work for someone. Um, but I feel like for nutrition too, I feel like a lot of times people forget, like, it's such an individual thing and all of our bodies are designed so differently and we need different, um, requirements. And I feel like a lot of times where like you hear like those studies, like, Oh, like keto's the best, like, this is like what we're supposed to be doing. Um, I just feel like a lot of times, you know, people, you know, forget like, you know, those like keto, for example, like it's such a, um, it does work, but like when you look at like the long term, like it's not going to give you like the health benefits. And I feel like with a lot of like bad diets and stuff nowadays, um, people aren't really like seeing like the long term lasting results with those, with those type of diets. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that sometimes people can say, well, food combining is a fad diet, but it's really not. Um, You can eat like all of the foods you love now. You don't even have to be plant-based and food combined. So it's not what people are, are framing it as. You can eat everything. It's just a matter of like the order that you kind of eat it in. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And, And I feel like a lot of times people do think it's like very restrictive and I'm constantly just like reminding people, you know, like I ate this way before. Like I didn't really make any big changes. It's just how I'm combining my food and just being more mindful. And I think it like in the end, like I'm just doing my body just good and giving it the respect that it needs because, you know, when I'm, you know, not properly combining my food, like it's causing a lot of digestion problems. It's making me feel really low energy. So I just think at the end of the day, like if it's working for you and if it's making you happy and you're feeling good um, and you're respecting your body, then I just, I think that's like enough to say. And I don't think people should, you know, judge you for the way that you eat, um, as long as, like, it's working for you. That's, yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, so I want to move into a little bit of, um, your Instagram, because you grew pretty quickly, which, like, you totally deserve, because your Instagram is really amazing. If you guys have not seen, um, She's Plant-Based, it's so beautiful, um, so I highly suggest checking it out. But what advice would you give to someone who wants to enter the wellness Instagram space and um, how would you tell them to get started? You're so sweet. Thank you. Um, I think if you just like want to get involved in it to just do it. Like when I first, I had my account for like 2017. So it was September, 2017. I started my account. I didn't have a following for like a year. and I just was doing it because I loved it and I enjoyed it. 
And I think when you're just authentic and completely you and you're doing something you're passionate about, like people will eventually see that and like they'll, they'll be drawn to it. Um, I feel like sometimes people just like focus like on like the number and the growth, which is like really amazing. It's super cool to, you know, kind of just like see it grow. And like, I'm super grateful for mine where it's at because it's now like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. But like, if you're just starting out, just like start posting things that you like and recipes that you love. And I really think, um, you know, when you put the energy into it, you're going to get that same energy back. Yeah, for sure. And I think don't get discouraged if you're sort of growing slowly. That's something I have to remind myself. Um, Because there are some people like Maria um, who grow really, really fast. Um, And then there are other people who sort of grow more slowly. And it's not, yeah, it's important to remember not to compare yourself to people and just to really stay authentic to who you are, what information you want to put out, um, and sort of what kind of images you want on your Instagram feed and things like that and not go and like say, like I've seen a lot of accounts just kind of blatantly copy Kenzie and I'm like, uh, your account looks exactly like hers, which is like fine. Um, but it sort of is, you want to really see who you are and yeah. see yourself. Yeah. And I think people love that. And like, even when I look for accounts and like people that I want to follow, like I love seeing people, you know, being just like them and authentic and just being super real. And, um, and I feel like you don't see that a lot on Instagram. So it's definitely like really nice when you do, when you see someone not being like everyone else, they have something like really unique and amazing to offer. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, so also, uh, what sort of resources have helped you on your sort of Instagram journey of growing? And you also have a blog. So um, maybe you can touch a little bit on like how you got started blogging too. Yeah. Um, so I first started, um, you know, blogging in the beginning was like through my Instagram and, um, and then eventually like I made my website and stuff. Um, but for me, it was just about like being consistent and being consistent with my posts and stuff. Um, and sort of how I first started, you know, my account kind of just like grew and like took off was because of Kenzie's 21 day reset. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just like after that, it was kind of just like a domino effect and things kind of just like started following together um, after that. Yeah, I think once you hit a certain um, marker of Instagram, followers it starts to like roll and build yeah, up it yeah. does yeah I think sometimes everyone you just need that like little boost um and then things kind of just you know go from there yeah yeah that's um very true it can be tough to like get to that point but once you do it's really rewarding I think probably. yeah yeah I yeah. agree um so what are some resources that have helped you on your vegan um sort of journey. I use that word a lot anyways. Um, And yeah, what are resources that you like to turn to when you're looking for nutrition advice? Um, There's so many. So I, you know, from the beginning, I was like really into like all the vegan documentaries. Um, So there was like Cowspiracy, um, What the Health, and a lot of doctors through there um, are amazing resources. I really love Dr. Michael Greger and Dr. Garth Davis. 
um, and Dr. Campbell. I really love them. They're all vegan and plant-based and I go to them for a lot of information. Um, Michael Greger has um, a website called nutritionfacts.org and it's completely free and he puts up so much like nutrition advice. He also has an Instagram. Um, I also love the um, medical medium. He is really amazing. You might've heard of him. He's like really, he did the whole celery juice thing. Um, yeah, I love celery juice. So. Yeah. It's amazing. I think it's so good. <laughs> I know it's so random, but it actually makes you feel like really good. Um, and I'm trying to really finish clearing up my skin. So I've been trying it and I like it a lot. Amazing. Good. Yeah. So he's really awesome. Um, I love um, the doctor's pharmacy. It's a podcast, but it's um, Dr. Mark Hyman, who I absolutely like adore. And he's so, so intelligent. Um, he's not plant-based, but I do go to him for like a lot of like um, nutrition advice. And he's just very, um, just very wise. He has like a lot of like plant-based people coming on to his podcast. Um, yeah. Trying to think of other ones. There's just so many that I love, but those are like the main doctors that I follow. Yeah, there are a lot of different doctors. I actually got um, Dr. Campbell's new book, Whole, which I'm reading. Oh, now. Yeah. yeah. Which, wait, which one is it? Uh, let me grab it. I know podcast listeners can't see this. It's this one. It's called Whole. I'll link it down. Oh, in the nice. Podcast. Yeah. I read um, the China study. I don't know if you read it, but no, I haven't. I'll have yet. to get that one. Yeah, this is really cool because um, I feel like the China study has been sort of like debunked a lot, but this book goes a lot more in depth with it. And he actually talks about how people have debunked the China study and why their debunking of it is wrong. <laughs> so that's awesome. I love yeah. that. It's super cool. Um, and then the last question before we move on to the fire spicy round thing where we answer questions very quickly um is what do you wish you had known um when you first started out going vegan um I think the biggest thing is you know you like it's not a perfect journey and I feel like in the beginning that which the reason why I changed you know my the label to plant-based was because the vegan culture was a little too toxic for me and I felt so much pressure to be like this like perfect vegan you know to like take everything out of my house that isn't vegan to like switch all my products and I really wish that I would have you know done things more gradually and not felt like there was so much pressure to be like a perfect vegan because perfect doesn't exist it's all about progress and perfection and I think that more people need to hear that because like when you first learn about this lifestyle you're just like oh my god like I need to change everything like it's okay if you decide to go vegan and you know there's cheese in your fridge just like finish the cheese but next time you buy cheese make sure it's like a vegan one um so I think that's just like a really important thing to remember and you're gonna you're gonna I even mess up like I will have things that like aren't vegan I'm like oh shoot but it's like you can't freak out about it it's all a learning lesson and it's a journey and you know you know better now and you know what to look out for yeah I agree with that and I also think um, another thing for new vegans is making sure not to um, feel too pressured by either side so my family is strongly well my not my grandparents but my mom and my stepdad are strongly against veganism. I don't really care if my mom's listening to this, um, <laughs> but I just think that you have to stand your ground and know that what you're doing is right. And also on the other hand, if you're feeling 
too pressured by the vegan community. It's like you don't have to take the label of being vegan off of yourself just because you like mess up. You yeah. can, like veganism, the label of veganism shouldn't be like a label of perfection because no one is really perfect. So I think it's important not to feel pressured too much from either side. And for sure. I agree. And I like how you brought up, you know, you know, having like your family, like having an opinion or even like friends. And when I first, you know, switched over this lifestyle, I feel like some, there is that social like pressure and it's kind of like uncomfortable, but you really just have to remind yourself like who you are and like your why behind this. And like, I feel like eventually, like, you know, in the beginning, my family like was just kind of like weird about it. Um, but once you just like show people like how it, like the meaning it the meaning it has to you like people will accept it more that's true yeah i agree with yeah. that um okay so we're going to move on to the last um sort of section where well i'm going to ask you questions and you can try to answer them quickly okay um it's sometimes kind of hard but the first question is what is the best book that you've ever read Oh, The Untethered Soul. That one's my favorite. I love that book. I just finished it. So. Oh, I could reread that book like a million times. <laughs> it's so packed full of stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. What are the three best things you've bought in the past year? Um, my car. That was like a really big investment. That was like mm -hmm. one of the best. Um, two other ones. Jeez. probably just all the plants in my room. They make me so happy. Um, and then the third one, I can't think of a third one. Hmm. Maybe supply? probably like my camera. I think that's like been mm, like yeah. a really good like investment because it's really totally changed my blog and like my Instagram. Um, so that's been like really fun. What camera do you have? Let me go grab it. I forget the name of it, but it's a food photography camera and it's like literally the best. Um, I don't know where the box is. It's a Canon. I'll have to, I forget which one. I'll just like message you the yeah, camera that it is. In the link. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what are three things that you never do purchase or think whatever is like most aligned with you you can answer wait what was the question what are three things that you never do purchase or think that I don't purchase um I really I feel like I don't know things that I don't purchase it can also be things that you don't do or things that you don't ever think or try not to think about um, hmm, things that I don't do or think or buy. I don't know. I feel like that I don't, I just like live my life and I'm like, I don't really think that I do anything that I do or don't buy. It's not out of the normal. Um, I really try not to, I know this is like a weird one, but I really like don't go out to eat that much. I feel like I mainly am buying like groceries and I just like enjoy cooking that much. Um, and I, I don't ever buy movie tickets. I don't know if that's like a weird one. I never go to the movies. Um, and then one more. 
I don't know. I can't think of a third one. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I, I relate with not going out to eat. I actually prefer my own food because a lot of the times it's cheaper. It fills me up a lot more. Um, and yeah, I just prefer it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it so much better. And you save money. That's so true. Um, okay. What are three um, tips you have for like being on your own or adulting, because this is a podcast for people who are like teens or in college. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think three things, you know, just be independent. Don't, I think the biggest thing for me that I've like really learned is, you know, not to just like depend on everyone else, just kind of just go after whatever it is that you want, whether that's like a job or, you know, maybe it's like moving out of your house or traveling um, to just not depend on other people. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing is really just invest in yourself. I think that's a really big thing. Um, debt's really scary and it's really scary making big purchases, whether that's like going to school or doing something for your future. Um, but I think in the long run, that's really going to help you. And also another thing is, you know, have, people in your life that, you know, that are there to help you and that are really there to like build you and like, don't be afraid to ask for that help. Yeah, I love that. And I think definitely with investing in yourself, that's important. Um, like, especially with investing in not stuff necessarily, but like learning and experiences. Um, and yeah, I agree with all of this. Um, and then the last question is, what does independence and being on your own mean to you? Um, being independent and being on my own is, to me, that means just following your own intuition and your guide and living like your truest self. That's really beautiful. Yeah, I think that being your truest self is really important because if you don't know your own values, then it's impossible to break away from like the values of others. So I yeah. This has been such a good interview. I'm so happy you came on the podcast. I think that um, it taught people a lot about food combining and about um, veganism. So yeah, I really think this was a great episode. So thank you so much for coming on and where can people find you? Um, so my Instagram is at she's plant-based. Um, I'm most active there. And then I have uh, a YouTube channel that I don't really use. Um, but that's at she's plant-based as well. Um, and, and then my website, you can also find me there. It's www.she's-plant-based.com. Um, I'll send you everything. Yeah, so. I'll put all the links in the show notes down below. Okay. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for, um, having me here. This is amazing. Thank you so much for listening to the On My Own podcast. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you did enjoy this episode, please make sure to leave a rating and a review on the iTunes app. It really helps the podcast grow. It helps us get recommended so that we can get more guests on the podcast. If you have any specific episode requests or if you have guest requests, or even if you would like to be on the podcast yourself and you have an interesting story you'd like to share, please DM me at the On My Own Podcast Instagram page, which is at On My Own Pod. If you'd like to follow Sasha's Plate, my personal health and wellness Instagram, you can do that at sasha's.plate. 
And for blog posts and for the show notes of this episode in more detail, go to Simply Sasha, S-I-M-P-L-Y, S-A-C-I-A dot com, where you can find blog posts, recipes, and all the episode show notes. Thank you guys again so much for watching, and I will be in your ears next episode. Thank you.